Hi there, beautiful souls. I'm thrilled to welcome you to the enchanting world of traditional medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your guide on this journey, Jimena Garcia. And in this captivating podcast, we embark on a journey to explore the depths of self-discovery through the magic of traditional medicine. Sit back, relax, and let's uncover the mysteries of plant medicine together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode with me and Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. Today, we have a very special guest. He has been here before. It's not his first time, so he's not a stranger to the work of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And also, he's someone that is very special in my life. He is my supporter, my champion, um, the person that I'm building a life with, and is someone that inspires me a lot every day. When I was hearing one of the episodes, it was the first episode that he was in here, and I was re-listening to the episode, there was a part of the episode where he was talking about how he kept moving forward towards working with ayahuasca despite the fear and the fact that he had such a horrible experience when he had it the first time. And as I was listening him speak about this, it hit me of how he is someone that has so much unwavering and resilient when it comes to accomplishing what he set himself to do. And like all of us, there is highs and lows in that process because being that every single day is work. However, how do you develop a muscle if it's not by going to the gym and exercising every single day? It is work. And there is the muscles of the mind and there is the muscles of the soul. And I think that practicing being resilient and unwavering, it has to do with muscles of the soul and the mind. And he has really strong muscles when it comes to that. And he exercises them constantly uh, with himself, with me, with the people around him. So with all that being said, today, as I was thinking about what to bring to all of you and what to talk about I actually asked him, I said, what should I talk about today? And then he said, you should talk about being unwavering. And I thought to myself, wow, that is actually a really good topic because for those of you that have said with different types of plant medicine psychedelics, you know that sometimes the experience is not the one that you want, is the one that you need. And sometimes what we need is not full of unicorns and rainbows. Sometimes it's full of like dark clouds and lightning. And to be able to connect with the reason why you're choosing what you're choosing, regardless of the fear, regardless of the doubt, regardless of the challenge, that is commitment. And I said to him, you know what? I think you're the best person to talk about this. Would you mind coming on and being my guest today and have this conversation? And he said, sure, why not? So here we are. So Gonzalo Hernandez, welcome back to Traditional Medicine 
with Shem and Flora. How are you doing today? I'm actually in a very fun and weird place in my life where I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I feel like it's not enough. And it's one of those where I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is this is a fun place to be because it's where I need to be very mindful of my thoughts, very mindful of my spirit. When I go to rest, not just tell my body, hey, it's safe to rest. It's time to like be at peace, but telling the spirit as well and be like, hey, we're good. We're safe. So it's a very, I'm in a very fun place that I haven't been in in about a year. Yeah, you are right on schedule. <laughs> I'm fashionably on time and, always. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what Gonzalo um, practices, he has many, many gifts. He is currently starting to become a project manager. He's also an um, integrational coach. He has a PhD in Master in Transformation and is a person that has a vast understanding of emotional intelligence more than most people that I know. So, yeah. And with that being said, how are you navigating that space right now with everything that you're going that you're going through? So, as you know, I like to trick my mind and when I don't want to do things, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be fun." Why? Because I how I picture and how I say something's going to be, I'm going to create that experience for myself. I'm the author of my life. So if I'm going to do something I feel is dreadful or miserable or exhausting or daunting, I'm like, no, it's going to be fun. Why? Because it actually could be all of those things, but I might as well have a smile on my face and feel good doing it as opposed to just getting dragged to the ringer by life. It's a way where I feel I could reclaim my power, my sovereignty, and still keep going forward with what life has for me. I hope you guys heard that. Because <laughs> that was gold. <laughs> I hope everyone heard that. If so, if it cut out, that's hilarious. So I have a question with that before we go into the topic of plant medicine, because I think they both tie very well. You said that when you go through something dreadful, you choose to make it fun. Can you walk us through that process of choosing that? Because I feel like being having the ability to choose another way of being that goes completely against of what the current experience is requires a certain level of understanding of oneself. And it's something that you have developed very well is having an understanding of yourself and responding rather than reacting. You're really good at that. And of course, sometimes we slip and, you know, because we're all human and your practice is consistent. So how did you get from not reacting, but responding and being able to change your perception of the experience so then you can trick yourself into believing that it's fun? So I often ask myself, what is it that I want? And let's say, for example, right now, I want, I want a new car, for a say. Then I need to be crystal clear with what it is that I want. And then I'm like, great, do I know how to get a car? What kind of car? What kind of car do I want? And then from there, I'll go into, do I know how to get one? And if I don't know, then great. It means it's something that I'm going to grow and strive into. So I know that it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a path. And... I like to make myself the main character of my own life. I like to make myself the author of my life. 
So I often ask myself and like I almost picture myself outside of my body. And I'm like, how would I like this to be if I had to choose how I'm going to respond right now? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I want to be truly joyful. I want to be in peace. I want my life to be harmonious. I want it to be a life that is exciting for me. So then sometimes I'm like, well, if I choose to be a butt face or if I choose to be sad or pessimistic, then yeah, are there days for that? Absolutely. But do I want to live in that? And I'm like, no, I don't want to live there. So because I don't want to live there, I don't want to make that my home. I want my home to be a joyful place. I want it to be a place where I want to go, where people want to come with me, where people feel warm and fuzzy and invited and vibrant to be there. So then I'm like, great, I get to embody that. So I'm like, why don't I embody that all my way through my goal? And again, are there days where I fall on my face and I feel like the world sucks and like the world's falling apart? Absolutely. But even then I'm like, wow, the world's falling apart. This sucks, but I still get to keep going. I still, I wanted this. And it's one of those where I ask myself, why did I want it? And I become so like, who benefits from it? I ask myself so many questions. And that way I create clarity for myself. And I'm like, great, why do I want this? Who does it impact? What are the benefits for myself? What are the benefits for others? And then therefore, as I get to it, I remind myself, this is why I want this. So then that way, on the days where it gets hard, I'm like, no, keep going, keep going. Whether it be in a plant medicine experience and I want to let go and chef something, or whether I want to build in the foundation of my own life, I'm like, no, keep going. Does it suck right now? Yes, but it's not always going to suck. And I often look back on my time in my life and I'm like, there were moments where things sucked, but I'm not there. And there are moments there, I, I remember brightly and clearly the days where I'm like, this is miserable. And I have a huge smile on my face because I'm like, I'm going to look back on this one day. And I'm going to be so happy that I went through that, that I got those lessons, that I got that grit, that I got those learnings, that I got that understanding. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so happy. I'm like, and you know this of me. I'm like, shout out to past me for doing all the work for present me. And then I'm like, oh, my future me is so lucky. I'm like, he's going to reap all these benefits. So it's one of those where like I almost play with the reality and the concept of Gonzalo. So that way I'm like, okay, who do I want to be? What do I want to be like? And of course, I allow myself my human experience. But then it's like being aware and being mindful and in relationship with who I'm being and how it impacts those around me for a very long-winded answer. That was perfect. That was so perfect. You said something that it really strike and you said it's okay to have those days because I think that is really important for people to understand, especially from like the community of plant medicine and this kind of community people thrive or people want to get to this level of holiness where they're always happy. They're always at bliss. Everything is perfect. There's love and light and rainbows and unicorns, which is a beautiful place to be. However, there are days that we need to be in the opposite side of it for us to grow, for us to learn, for us to discover things that don't work for us anymore. And then you said, but do I want to live there? I don't. And I think that that's a really powerful distinction for people to understand that the difference is that we, we, we go to those places 
to learn a lesson, to overcome a challenge, to learn something. And once that has been completed, it's time to go and then put that lesson into practice and then bring that joy and that lie and that celebration into that space. That also has me thinking about now ceremonies, because as you were talking about that, it's, it's something that sometimes I see happen in ceremonies where people are in ceremonies and they have such a bad experience. They, they, they just, the whole experience ends up being a very challenging experience until, until the end where they realize that what they need to do is just let go to feel the love, to feel the acceptance, the appreciation, the healing, um, the light. And it's this really interesting cycle of, you know, kind of like being low and then being high and being low and being high. And then you said about choosing. And I feel like there is no stopping being high and being low. It's a constant. Mm -hmm. It's always happening. There's no changing it. But how we feel, what we think, what significance we give that we can choose. I personally think the power of choice is higher than anything else. Because the power of choice, I'm choosing it. I'm choosing it. My sovereign self is choosing it. And I say when I choose because that's my process. When I make a decision, I try to make it from a sovereign place as much as possible. So if I do something, I'm like, oh, I don't want to feed the cats right now. But I love you. And you're tired. So I guess I'll do it. In a way, I'm using love as a reason to like almost cast blame or like be a victim. But if I say no, I understand you're tired. However, this task must get done. I'm like, I'm going to choose it. And because I'm choosing it, I'm also going to choose to be joyful. I'm going to choose to connect with the love that one of what I'm bringing to the animals. Two, that I could give you the ability to rest and relax. So therefore, that's why to me, choice is one of the most powerful distinctions. I think I personally think it's a little bit more powerful than love because I can choose to connect even higher, maybe even possibly with the divine and be like, cool, I'm with my, I'm in relationship with my creator. And I'm almost like, hey, I'm a vessel, I'm a tool for you. What do I get to be right now? Yeah. And you know, when you said, when you said that you think that choice, it may be higher than love, it had me thinking, being able to choose is love and choose powerfully, whatever that is. Um, love for oneself, love for the other, and love for everything else. But yeah, I mean, you, you're right. There is so much power behind, behind what you're saying, because I think that a lot of people don't realize that there is always a choice. Everything's always. a choice. Even everything. Like it's, it's mind blowing to think about it, but it is, it's a choice. And I think that we've been taught that sometimes we don't have choices, which is not true. An old friend of mine once told me the only thing you have to do in life is die. Everything else is a choice. I could choose to breathe. I could choose to keep myself alive. I could choose, is it going to be an abundant life or is it going to be a scarce life? Is it going to be a loving life or is it going to be like, 
a not so loving life? Do I choose love? Do I choose joy? Do I choose fear? How do I want to operate in my life? Do I want to choose to be this person and this identity my whole life? Or do I want to choose to grow and expand? Or do I want to die? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking right now, as we started the episode, thinking about being unwa unwavering and, and being tenacious and continue moving forward regardless of the failures or the fears. And it's coming down to... And it sounded, it sounds to me that the reason why you have that ability to be so unwavering, because I remember when the last time we talked about your ayahuasca ceremony and you were sharing in the episode, how scary you were and how, you know, nerve wracking it was for you to do it. And it was like weeks. It wasn't like you were afraid just before you walked in, you were afraid all the way through. <laughs> all the way through, you know? And and even then, like, you throw up on the way to the jungle. That was a fun right? Like, we were walking, and as soon as you got to the center, Before. you throw up. I mean, that's, that's how afraid you were. On the drive to the center, I started feeling nauseous. By the time we pulled over to arrive, I had to stop. You, didn't, you don't know this, but I, like, stopped to breathe for, like, a good while. Everybody then starts walking. To like go to the jungle and then that entire time i'm just like cool i just need to breathe and keep myself alive right now and then at some point i'm like you know what like i feel miserable i'm just gonna throw up and yeah you know what i mean like it is it's one of those things that i think about that experience and i think about how you actually went through it mm -hmm. in the sense that you 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 got into the center you chose to drink all three um the first night i remember when you were coming in like i looked at you and you were like you're like okay i got this i got this but i could see the fear in your eyes like i could see i could see how afraid you were but yet you chose to go through it and is one of those things that i have sat with the medicine i know how that feels and it really takes having a clear intention and also the power of choice so your fear is not what is make is is not what is pre premeditating your decision your decision comes from a place that is much bigger than that much bigger than fear and is your commitment and your intention and like you said the ability to know what you're going after and understanding the importance of it. Like Tony says, you need leverage in order to face fear. I think what also helps me in terms of facing fear is making peace with the failure. Because going into that final ceremony, a part of me was like, okay, if I die, I die. I'm like, if Gonzalo Hernandez loses his mind and doesn't come back, I'm like, did I live a good life? Yes. And if I got derailed, I'm like, did I achieve everything I wanted? Not yet. But up until this moment, did I give it my best? And I could look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you definitely gave it a good 90% effort. So I'm like, great, good enough. Therefore, I'm like, great, you've, you've strived, you've given it, you, you've propelled. So therefore, it's almost like a, I give myself permission. I give myself permission to fail or if I know I gave it my best and I didn't succeed. Because then that it, it just wasn't my day. However, if 
if I failed and I didn't give it my best and I know what could have been, that would continue to eat at me because I know what could have been and I chose not to. And it's not from like, it's more from like a very loving, you could have done this. In fact, you still can, as opposed to a fear. Yeah. Where did you learn that? An old mentor once asked me, when was the last time you gave something 100% and failed? And I was like, hmm. I, I truly sat with the question and I'm like, maybe two years ago. So he's all like, so you've been getting some good teachings, some good knowledge, some wonderful opportunities, and you're still not giving it your best. And I was like, huh. And I just sat with that. And I'm like, so like if you fail right now, what? And I'm like, then I'd be a little bit mad and I'd get back up. And he's all like, great. And he's all like, and what if you give it your all and you failed? I'm like, then I gave it my all. And I'm still going to keep going or I'm going to figure out where I need to improve on. And like at the gym right now, let's just pretend if I can't lift 100 pounds, I could either start at 80, at 90 and build up. Or I could just try something different in order to eventually pick up the 100 pounds. Because I could have given it my 100% and I literally might not be able to right now. But in the process of the becoming of who I become in the journey to the final result, that's truly what goals are for me. Who do I become along the way? How do I grow? How do I evolve? Because this iteration of me can't make it right now. However, who I become by the time I reach the destination, that's truly what goals and solutions and being unwavering is for me. Because I'm like, oh, I'm like, when things get, when things, the pressure turns on, I'm like, oh, I'm in it because I feel the molding and I just surrender and I'm like, okay, keep going. I, tomorrow might be the worst day of my life. Tomorrow has a possibility that I could lose everything, but I need to lose everything in order to get everything that I want. And I'm like, I, I, it's a weird part of me that makes peace with that because I understand that it's the surrender process. And if I was able to do it once, then I could do it again. You said, I'm willing to lose everything to get everything that I want. And I think that is a very powerful question because sometimes we do need to lose everything to get what we want. Mm -hmm. And losing everything, whoo, baby. <laughs> That's quite the place. You know, it, it could be one of the most freeing places, but it could also be one of the most fun. Because then I'm like, cool, empty. I have nothing. I wonder what's going to come next. And I can remember that moment. And then I'm like, huh, ever since from that moment to that moment, I now have all of this. And cool, it could be all of that. Or it could be like, whoa, I'm like, I now have all this strength, all this wisdom. It's always a growing process. Or I could choose. I guess I need to acknowledge the fact that I could choose to do nothing and be miserable about it. But even then, if I lose everything, I might gain something because I need to keep myself alive along the way. Right. And I think, you know, as, as we're talking about this whole aspect of losing everything and all of it, I'm thinking about those out there that want to do this work of plant medicine, that want to, and when I mean this work of plant medicine, I mean become a shaman, become a facilitator, uh, run a healing center, those, those types of individuals. And it's one of those things that it feels to me that in order to walk that path, it would also require to lose everything. 
And when I mean everything, I mean everything that they thought that I thought that once was the belief structure of what value means and the understanding of what a spirit is and what a spirit is not. There is so much that goes into doing this work. There are so many veils that get shed, so many belief systems get, that get completely turned down to create new ones so we can become that version of ourselves that we crave so much to be better with our partners, with our friends, with our family, with whoever that is, which is so powerful when you brought that up because I don't think I have asked myself that question or maybe I did a long time ago, but it's a really powerful question. Am I willing to lose everything to get what I want? Yeah, and to lightly piggyback off of what you were saying, let me entertain like possibly just for your viewers or for other people who want to walk this path, let me just entertain the concept. I want to be a shaman. Let me just put on that hat for a little bit. If I want to put on a shaman, who is Gonzalo Hernandez? What does he eat? What does he think? What does he have to embody? What are the plants that he needs to diet? And great, all of those things are going to transform me. Therefore, my commitment to you is still be in a relationship with you. However, who we currently are right now won't be possible. Because then it's a great, we live in this, world so therefore i need money so i'm like if i want you to be with me i need to charge a certain amount or i need to ask the centers hey can you come with me if not then it's a great we now need to have our time apart do we want that for ourselves and do we want that for our relationship and then from there then it's like great i now need to do that to all the relationships that i have whether it be with my mom my dad my friends my family my loved ones and i'm like great who i am let's just say with bob great me and bob our relationship might change because of who I am. Bob might choose to continue the relationship with me or he might not. However, I also don't just get to push away Bob because I could be like, Bob, you're toxic. I don't want you here. I could choose to just love on Bob. And through the love in itself, it could transform Bob. Through the joy, the way I see Bob, if I see Bob as like this person who's always late, then guess what? Bob's always going to be late. But if I see Bob as a superhero, who's constantly giving back to his community, then guess what? Bob's going to be a superhero in my eyes. So I get to also be willing to let go of who and how I see my relationship. And by me transforming them, it also gives them the ability to transform as well. Absolutely. And as you were talking, it reminds me of a question a friend of mine asked me yesterday. He said, how do we, how do we bring the medicine, the consciousness of love, compassion, understanding, right? All of these different ways of being that a lot of us crave to see the world become this harmonious place. And remember I was telling you yesterday, I sat with it and I thought about it. And then we both said, there is no way to bring that to the people unless I be it. Embodiment. Exactly. Before I even go and talk about it and I tell people, hey, you got to be this, you got to be that, um, like this is the way or, you know, whatever it is that will give them that 
access to that level of consciousness, I need to be at first. I need to be an example of what I want other people to be, just like Jesus Christ or Buddha or Mother Teresa, all of these different people that have been spiritual leaders, why they have had so many followings, like Mother Luther King, why, have pe why, why are they memorable humans that with time, they're timeless? Like, think about it. Someone that was born probably this year, when they get to be five, six years old, they're going to know who Mother Luther King was. It's, it's, they're going to know who Jesus was. And the reason why their teachings and their name is still around is because of who they were, their way of being. Like they embody what they wanted to see in the world to the point that leaked and it was contagious to others. And I think that that's what we need to do too is embody that to the point that we're contagious that people want to be that way too it's also not just with select few or who do i get to get out of this taking it back to how you said with jesus jesus was like cool you're outcasted come with me you're looked down upon come with me you're a tax collector come with me you're a killer come with me oh you're judged and you society has put you on the outbreak come with me And he was like, I'm just going to love on you. And it was through that love, through that joy, and of course, through so much more, of course, that it was able to be such a wonderful catalyst. When we talk about MLK, his leadership, his, the way he was able to poetically speak on the world he wanted to create, not through hate and anger, not through righteousness, but through love, through joy, and almost a no, like, I, I am worthy of being equal. I am worthy of this life. You are worthy of this too. And it was also that embodiment, like the, even the tonality matched. It wasn't just you're saying the right words, but the music sounds a little bit weird. No, it was all harmonious. The actions, the tone, the embodiment, the energy, the livelihood. When no one's looking, what are you doing? And I can't imagine what that pressure must have been like for them as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to, to get to that level, there is definitely so much treacherous road because being that being a leader sometimes can be very lonely. And I think that for those of us that are in the work of becoming something close to it, and even for those that are not but do want to, be on that side of life where it's constantly service and community and giving and loving and all of those things. I think that what is really important is to celebrate every single day, the times that we exercise that consciousness, because that's what these medicines do. Basically, this is what this like ayahuasca Campbell, all of these different medicines that people use, psilocybin, ketamine, all of them. I mean, ketamine is not a plant, but it's a, it's, it's a medicine. They all pushed us to become a, 
a better version of ourselves. Like someone, I was listening to this episode the other day and it was a really, really interesting, not an episode, sorry, a TikTok video. I think you heard some of it. And it was this guy from Ecuador where he was saying in the video, don't do ayahuasca. It's like, don't do ayahuasca if you want to see the worst parts of yourself and you want to come to a realization that the monster that you have always been so afraid of is actually you and lives within you and you have been denying love and attention and compassion to it. Don't do ayahuasca if you want to free yourself from the version of yourself that it was created from the outside forces rather than being created within. He was like, don't do ayahuasca if you want to be happy and joyful because I guarantee you that by doing this medicine, you will go through hardship, but at the end, it will give you so much love and light. And it was so interesting to listen to what he was saying because that's what these medicines do. They really challenge you to be courageous, to be tenacious, to be forgiving, to be loving, to to free yourself and realize that you have more power than you have ever imagined because you are a perfect being just the way you are. So thank you for that because absolutely. And I'm going to share a little bit of our personal life, just a little bit. There was a moment where we were, <laughs> where we were having some challenges and it was almost a, is the relationship going to make it or not? And I was like, you know what, who do I want to be to the very end of the relationship? And I'm like, I haven't gotten her flowers in a while. Let me get her some flowers. And I ended up coming home from work that day. And I'm like, boom, here you go. And he looked at me so confused, almost frustrated. And I'm like, because it, I knew who I and what I was being. I could have easily chosen to be a different person. I could have easily chose to be like, no, she's, this is probably going to end. Like, I probably shouldn't do this. But I'm like, you know what? Even if it ends, at least I know I gave you my absolute love to the very end. And I'm like, that's the person who I want to be. And so it's all like almost how we were talking with a friend is the this world of medicine phenomenal yes it is can it lead to a bunch of healing yes but how do we heal people who also don't want to do medicine or who, those who will never do the medicine and it's also is who and what we choose to be and being unwavering with that i choose to be loving in this world i choose to be kind i choose to embody that each and every single day and i feel like that's what truly is what leads to tenacity the embodiment because then it's deep rooted in you it's not it's not a feeling feelings will come and go but the way of being once it's anchored within the spirit then it's like oh no i can truly keep persevering no matter what happens and then i choose when have i reached my limit but i can also ask myself why am um, like, i did i really reach my limit or am i just like at my current line because unless we truly get broken, then we don't know what the limit is. Or unless we reach the wall, but that's different. No, thank you for that. And and you had me raise a question that I don't have the answer to it, but I w I'm curious if you know. And I'm thinking, what is the difference between being and feeling? I can feel happy. I can feel happy. But I choose to be joyful. I could be in a heartbreaking moment and still be joyful that I had this experience, that I had all these memories, and I can still acknowledge the sadness, whereas the happiness would fade 
It's like, I'm not happy anymore. And I give my power away. Whereas the joy can still be alive. It could be like a small flame in the middle of a lightning, in the middle of a rainstorm. And just a little bit, a small hand covering it and keeping it alive. But I can still choose how I want to operate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for for coming on today in such a short notice. This was really amazing. <laughs> and I appreciate you very much. I think that there was a lot of little gems that you share with us today. And I hope that the listeners also can hear them and 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 get them for themselves. So before we close out, uh, for those people out there that are in the process of choosing to work with plant medicine and they are uncertain and they have so many doubt, what would you advise them? Lean into something you don't want to do. Maybe we've been in a relationship with someone that we knew we should have broken up with a long time ago. And we wish we did it sooner. Maybe I should have quit my job a long time ago and started that business. We can always collect evidence for all the things, all the times where we should have done something and we knew there could have been a calling, but we chose to delay it. Similarly, if you feel called, reach out to someone, ask and connect, see, see what's possible for you. However, invitation to lean into that discomfort to lean into that fear, to acknowledge it, and to be courageous. You can still be fearful and a little bit courageous and still do it. You can still show up to the maloka terrified for what's about to happen. And you could also be very free by the end of the ceremony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was perfect to close. So remember, guys... Courage is not the absence of fear, but is actually the ability to face your fears even when you are afraid. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as always, your feedback is welcome. Any questions that you guys may have, any suggestions that you guys have for future or next podcast, also share with me and let me know what do you guys want to listen to? What questions do you guys want me to answer? And if there is anything that I can provide that will give you some clarity around the world of plant medicine. Thank you so much again. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, night, afternoon, whenever you're listening. And see you on our next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this magical voyage. Your presence means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred platform and catch our next episode next Wednesday. Your support spreads the wisdom of plant medicine far and wide. And remember to connect with our community on Instagram, join our Facebook group at Shaman Flora, or visit our website for exclusive content and resources at shamanflora.com. Until next Wednesday, and friends, stay inspired, stay connected, and let the healing power of the plants illuminate your path. Many blessings to you, and thank you for being part of the Shaman Flora family.